Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello, fellow listeners. It's Mary Stone, and I'm on my screen porch for the first time since our last chat, and I apologize it's been longer than I'd like it to be. There's been a number of reasons for it. I've been having some health issues, although I'm on the men's, and I'm so grateful for that. But when you have lung congestion and infection during COVID times, it brings a lot of nervousness. So I extend the love out to all of you that are recovering from the virus or whatever other illness or heartaches that you may be working through. It is a new year. It is 2021, and um, I am excited to share a few updates. One is that um, we did indeed get a live Christmas tree in memory of Miss Ellie May. It is a baby blue eyes, blue spruce, and you can read about it on the AskMaryStone.com website. And the title of the column, as you would guess, is Ellie's Memorial Tree. So that was an uplifting outcome from our last chat. Um, and the bigger news is just this weekend, we adopted a new canine kid from Father John's Animal House, the rescue facility we spoke about in episode 20. I hope you'll go back to that episode if you haven't listened already, and it's titled Unexpected Furry Messenger in Father John's Memorial Garden. So this little mix of whoever she is came from Mississippi. She was a stray on the streets, and there's an organization down there that rescues such animals and rehabilitates them before bringing them up here and getting them into Father John's Animal House, and I'm sure there's other wonderful no-kill shelters they work with. So anyway, we're working through some uh, adjustments, as you would expect. She's probably about five months old. We just did one of our first walks on the road with her, and she's very, very afraid of the outside. So clearly she's been living in the shelter situation down there in Mississippi before coming up here, and she was only at Father John's for a week before we adopted her. So, So anyway, it's still, you know, a very interesting change to go through, but um, I can't help but feel good about being part of saving a life. So let's go to our first topic today, a column that I wrote wrapping up and introducing the new year. It really has lessons in it that I think are important and timeless for all of us to uh, consider. The name of the column is titled Better Than 2020, and of course it's on the Garden Dilemmas website. Hello, fellow readers. We welcome a new year with sentiments of good riddance to 2020, a year we entered with optimism. The number itself, 2020, invites the concept of balance, perfect vision. But 2020 is not perfect vision. It's average vision. It's what most people see on eye charts at 20 feet away. But some people see more clearly, more positively than that. They see better than 2020, beyond hardship and loss. Despite not celebrating with family, as we usually do, there was something more sacred about the holidays this year for many of us, maybe because of heightened appreciation of the gifts that we still have, and the positive outcome of learning new ways to communicate with those we love, no matter where they live. 
More than ever, folks have gotten into the spirit of gardening, as evidenced by wholesalers being way up in retail sales. When I was picking up Ellie's Memorial Tree at one of my favorite wholesale and retail nurseries, they were telling me that their sales for retail were up by 50%. So that just goes to show so many more of you are out digging in the dirt. It's such good therapy, isn't it? But many industries and jobs are dramatically affected. Then there's the devastating loss of lives and the isolation caused by the pandemic added to the stress over livelihoods and the divisiveness of our world. Yes, we've experienced many life losses in 2020 and the longing for what could have been or dreams we had for the special year add to the sadness. May I share a story of 2020 vision? Each year, Comfort Zone Camp A bereavement camp for kids and young adults has a theme in the form of a pin. Campers are given a pin by one another when they go beyond their comfort zone to help others or challenge themselves as they participate in activities and healing circles to help them grieve, heal, and grow. Resiliency, character, connection, contribute, and believe are pin themes from previous years that I've been a volunteer. 2020's pin was 2020 Vision. The graphic a pair of glasses with 20 on each lens. And you can look at the pictures of those on uh, the Garden Dilemmas website. Lynn Hughes, the founder of Comfort Zone Camp, demonstrates the concept. First putting her hand in front of her face, Lynn explains how difficult it is to see beyond the sadness and grief when you experience a loss. And then, with time and coping skills, there's healing. Your hand begins to move to the side, though still very much in view, hindering your vision for looking forward. In more time, more healing takes place, and growth begins. Your hand moves more to the side, into your peripheral vision. While the hand, the loss, never goes away, there's a shift to moving forward and living your life fully. It is true, sometimes it moves from your peripheral vision smack right back to where it started with those challenging days of sadness. Grief indeed has a life of its own. Boy, don't we know that, right? While we welcome 2021, the hardships we've endured seem likely to continue for a while, though shifting and changing and hopefully improving, God willing. Maybe the difficulties and challenges are a realignment of sorts to create a balance in our lives, peace amongst each other, respect and kindness, giving us better than 2020 vision for a bright future. I want to just side note here that um, that lesson that Lynn Hughes shared, the founder of Comfort Zone Camp, was uh, given during an in-person modified camp they had in October, and I had the privilege of participating in it. So we had a modified way, COVID-friendly, to serve families and their children. It was actually an adult program for the caregivers of the children that have lost a loved one, so it was really a significant weekend. I received a a thank you card, and that was very kind, from Comfort Zone Camp for participating in their committee to serve more families, and Krista enclosed two pins, and I quote, to share with those that made your year brighter. And so I share these pins with you, kind listeners and readers. Thank you for sharing a bit of your garden of life with me. It really means so much. Wishing you and your loved ones a joyous, healthy, and peaceful new year of growth. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com. And boy, oh boy, is that health something that I am so grateful for and never take for granted. 
which is why being amongst nature and working in the garden are just perfect therapies. And believe it or not, even in the winter, there's some gardening things to tend to, isn't there? So, which brings me to a next column I'd like to share with you. But first, I'm going to take a little break, grab a cup of coffee. I invite you to do the same and join me again back on the screen porch. And maybe soon, I'm not sure about this time, I'll have Jolie join me. Right now, we're still kind of learning about potty training. It's going better today, though. So, one step at a time. So one of the things that's so fun about winter is you can get a break from gardening. Don't tell anybody, but I enjoy it thoroughly. (laughs) And you can fantasize and think about the next season of growth. And for us here, there's an exciting project underway, and that is a future vegetable garden. So I wrote a column about it, um, which has a tie-in to Ellie's memorial tree. And it starts like this. After a week's transition in the garage to reacclimate our baby blue-eye spruce to the outside world, Ellie's memorial tree now sits in a protected spot. She's in front of a future vegetable garden where the rundown horse barn once stood. Yesterday, while looking upon the future garden spot, dreaming about how it's going to look and how it's going to be, two red foxes came passing through. I've actually never seen two together frolicking like they did. I should say I haven't seen them in daytime. It's mating season, which is likely why the two were frolicking together. One saw me and stood steadfast, staring at me, watching through the kitchen window. Foxes have very keen eyesight. I, by the way, I tried to run and get my big girl camera, and I was, knew I would never be fast enough, so the photo that's on the Garden Dilemma's website is not mine, although I give credit to whose it is. Some think foxes are mischievous critters, not liked by those who raise chickens or have guinea hens to feed on deer ticks and slugs. While foxes may pilfer from your gardens or dig up turf seeking out grubs, they are masterful hunters of mice, moles, voles, and other small mammals like squirrels and rabbits that damage our gardens. Plus, they eat crickets, caterpillars, and beetles. Sure, some of them are beneficial bugs, but still, I think of foxes as favorable, even though they feed on fruits, berries, potatoes, other tubers, and grasses too. So again, this was why I uh, was just laughing when I saw them because, you know, where they were perusing around is the future vegetable garden. So what am I going to do? There's ways to keep them from pilfering from your garden. There are deterrents such as coyote urine or human urine if you're so inclined. Then there's hot pepper sauce or commercially available bad tasting sprays. We'll install attractive fencing around the vegetable garden, adding welded wire mesh to the bottom two feet burying 12 inches below the surface and bending another foot of the mesh into an L-shape extending outward. That's also going to prevent groundhogs from digging in. Adding a 20-inch 45-degree overhang on the top of the fence will prevent climbers or jumpers such as fox from getting in. Then there are electrical fences to consider. As it turns out, devices that shine lights or squirt water can also be useful. I'm giggling because I think of all those funny devices you see, (laughs) and you always wonder if they're going to work. Which brings a memory of a few years back, hearing chilling screeching that went on and on in the wee hours of a winter's night. Hurry up and finish it off, I said under my breath, saddened by the cruelty of a predator. Kurt ventured out in the foot of snow, flashlight in hand, to investigate. By the way, this was like three in the morning. (laughs) 
Under the American flag garden were two young red fox playing chase. What a ruckus! You too, he yelled, pointing the flashlight in their eyes. Go home! They stopped dead in their tracks and stared, much like puppies being reprimanded. Then off they ran, returning the night to silence. I go on to talk about some folklore, because you know I love folklore. Many Native Americans consider them a kind-hearted spirit associated with wisdom, depending on the tribe. Others believe the clever fox stole fire from the gods to bring to humankind. In some Asian cultures, the fox represents good fortune. Others think they communicate with ancestors, bringing messages to their loved ones on earth. This brings me to the Little Prince story written in 1943. The children's story teaches life lessons that many adults could benefit from. A little prince nurtures and adores a single rose until he comes across rows of roses in one of his adventures. He felt foolish for thinking he had a special relationship with his perfect rose. She's just one of many, he thought. He comes upon a fox with whom he wants to become friends and play. But the fox says he is not tame. The prince didn't know what that meant. It means to establish ties, said the fox. To me, you are still nothing more than a little boy who's just like a hundred thousand other little boys, and I have no need of you. And you, on your part, have no need of me. He goes on to say, but if you tame me, then we will need each other. Isn't that something to think about? Well, the little prince learns that his rose is indeed more cherished than all the other roses in the row because he nurtured and loved her, just as we need to nourish and cherish our dear earth and each other in this garden of life. So anyway, while I was preparing this story, I have to tell you, I mean, I know of the little prince story, but I actually never read it in full because I don't have children of my own. So I am borrowing it from the library and I'm going to become fully aware of all the lessons in the little prince written by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I'm trying the French pronunciation. Very famous story and um, so many lessons, and one of them so profoundly is, you can only see valuable things with your heart. Isn't that something to think about? So thank you for coming by and visiting with me on the screen porch. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and if so, I invite you to share it with your friends and I'm going to ask a favor of you if you haven't done so already, and that is to subscribe and review the podcast because I'm actually trying to learn more about this whole world of podcasting. And it's true that I need to have reviews in order to rank higher and all that good stuff. But my biggest ambition is to spread the word of how gardens and nature can help heal and grow our lives and how indeed growing a community of all of us together is just part of the joy of living. So thank you for sharing again some of this Garden of Life together. I look forward to a new year of growth. Thanks so much. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.